Welcome inside episode 713 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains and the Ottawa Senators began a three-game road trip on a winning note, defeating the Arizona Coyotes 5-3. And we have a recurring guest, friend of the show, back on. It's Igor Sokolov. He tells us all about being an all-star in the AHL, playing the villain in Laval, and gives us the inside scoop on some of his Belleville teammates. And which all-star skills competition are we going to see Igor compete in? This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Friday, January 13th. The show is free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to like every video by clicking the thumbs up, leaving a comment below, and subscribing to the Locked On Senators channel. Be a friend, tell a friend. The road to 5,000 continues. Pilsy, the Ottawa Senators are winners once again. Feels good to be back in the win column, Ross. And uh, that's something that this game, the Ottawa Senators had to get back on track. Because if they end up losing this game to the Arizona Coyotes, that's a tough three-game losing streak. And you really lose a lot of momentum there. So sure, was it the biggest victory no they barely got away with that one a bunch of dirty greasy goals but they get the two points nonetheless and can move on now from the Arizona Coyotes to the reigning Stanley Cup champions Colorado Avalanche tomorrow yeah it's going to be a tough test we'll touch on it right after our interview with Igor we got half hour coming up with Igor so lots lots to get into with him but just to put a bow on last night's game was there a certain thing that you want to see improved going into Saturday It's just insane that they had so many shots and it was only kind of the the banging plays and the garbage goals that ended up working out for them five on five. Like this team needs to be better five on five. They can't be putting up so many shots with so many offensive weapons. Like there's like five guys on this team that are close to point per game pace. Uh, Two of them are above a point per game pace. So they need to be able to convert more five on five. And I know that's an obvious answer, but up against a team like Arizona, especially when Clayton Keller was out of the game for most of it, I thought they could have converted a little bit more, but they get five goals, five, three win. I'm all right with it. Exactly. It's one of those where you take the two points and you run on to the next stop on, on the, on the tour right now. Whereas you look at some potential players that could maybe get on a run here. I'm hoping that Brady can take these two points, a goal and an assist in last game and, and carry it forward here because they're going to need him down into this this deep stretch up until the All-Star break where he's going to have to be producing. And he didn't play very well against Nashville. He'd probably tell you the same thing. Dash two, no points. But other than that, he's on uh, an unbelievable run this season. And he actually just scored his 105th NHL goal, which puts him fourth in Senators history 
in their first five seasons. Now, I know there's a bit of qualifiers here, but he's got the rest of the season. I think he could be as high as second, Pelzi. I would almost go so far as guaranteeing it. He needs 11 more goals, 12 to pass Jason Spezza, only to remain behind Alexi Ashen for most goals in their first five years with the Sens. Yeah, I think 11 more goals in 41 games is uh, is very attainable for a guy like Brady Kachuk. So I'm with you on that one. Okay, how about 29? You think he can get 29 more goals? No, I do not think he can get 29 more goals, unfortunately. All right, so Lexi Ashen will maintain that top spot. All right, speaking of goals, we've got the Belleville Sens all-time goal-scoring leader coming up on today's show. We'll get to that and then wrap up with a preview of the Senators' Saturday matchup against the Colorado Avalanche. If you missed any of our postcasts last night, we get into the depths of last night's game, so you can tune into that on your favorite podcast catcher or on YouTube. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And what I love about Built Bar is they figure out how to make their bars taste good. Then they tinker around with how do we make these things healthy. And honestly, you'll be eating one of these Built Bars. They have so many amazing flavors, so many different kinds. There's the original Built Bar, the Built Puffs. They got Built Granola Bars now. You're going to be eating these and you're going to be like, there's no way this isn't a candy bar. They will fool you, I promise. And Ross, you and I have both been big fans of the Built Puffs. We're both big fans of any brownie flavor Built Bar. Well, I've got good news for you and our listeners. New flavor, brownie batter puff, and it's gluten-free. So you're getting wow. a gluten-free bar, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 6 grams of sugar. That is the Built Bar way. So head to the website today, built.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. One more time, guys, built.com. Promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. It's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. I mentioned the postcast. Well, the postcast is always brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. They're our best friends in the heart of the Glebe at 779 Bank Street. When you head there, make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. Now, not only do we want you to check out their amazing drink specials or the fact that they make sure it's an interactive environment, whether it's open mic night, trivia night, live music, they always have great events going on at the Glebe Central Pub, but they also have great events to and from the Glebe Central Pub. You know I'm talking about the Send Shuttle that will run multiple times in January. You can find the entire schedule, easy to access, on GlebeCentralPub.com. The next bus is leaving on January 18th, next Wednesday, against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then that Saturday, Winnipeg Jets are in town. They also have one for the Islanders game on the 25th. So check them out online at GlebeCentralPub.com and also check out their Instagram, Glebe Central Pub. You're among friends at Glebe Central Pub. Head there at 779 Bank Street and make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. All right, let's get to today's interview with Belleville Senators' all-time leading scorer and he's six points away from being their all-time leading point scorer. It's our friend of the show. It's Igor Sokolov. All right, we're now welcomed by a very good friend, the Belleville Sens all-time goal-scoring leader 
and now AHL All-Star. Igor Sokolov, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing well, guys. Uh, happy to be back. How you guys been? We're good, man. You know, the season's in that middle area right now where you got to grind through it. And that's what you guys are doing. You were telling us you played, what, seven out of 12 days coming back from Christmas? Yeah, we played on a boxing day. So we played that week. We played four games that week. And we played the three games the week after. So it was basically like, you know, if you don't count that, you know, Sunday and stuff like that, like that's, you know, we played Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So... Yeah, the AHL schedule is such a grind, but you had pretty much a week off here. Are you feeling uh, a little rested and relaxed after that, or is Troy Mann keeping you guys going? Oh, he's uh, obviously keeping us going a little bit. Yeah, you know, usually we play on Wednesday, so he kind of, you know, gave us one of those hard practices where, you know, we just got to kind of keep it in game shape. So, yeah, but I, I would say I probably much rather play games than doing those practices. So, I kind of wish we played Wednesday, but, you know. Good to keep us in, you know, in shape for uh, Friday, Saturday coming up because Cleveland and Manitoba all played yesterday and we have them coming up. So, so I'm interested in in how much, if at all, do you guys look at the standings because it is so tight in that North Division. It feels like every time I look, there's like a four spot radius that you guys can be anywhere in. Well, like we were just in seventh and we won three games in a row in yep. fourth. So, I mean. There's a every game counts to be honest with you. Like, I kind of just it, re- it reminds me of last year. Like, one game we were in the second, and then we lose one game, we're back in seventh or sixth. Yeah. Last year, Cleveland, Cleveland kind of was the team who was just down, like, they couldn't catch anybody. But I remember, you know, we win one game, it's we're in second, third, we lose one game, we're out of playoffs. So, it's how it's been last year, but you know, but right now it, we're feeling good, you know, three in a row and kind of back in the playoff mix, and you know. Good to see a lot of, you know, divisional opponents playing against one another yesterday and we had no games and, you know, you see some teams losing points. So for us, it's just basically focus on ourselves and our games. And, you know, we have Cleveland Divisional who are back in our heels, basically, you know, trying to climb up. So, you know, two huge games and one one other one is not divisional opponent. So it's, you know, it's pretty huge to win that one as well. Well, it's great when the top players come and, and produce and to start this three-game win streak, you had a hat-trick four-point game. What's been going right for you this year? I mean, over a point per game, and then we'll get into the All-Star. But what's, what's been clicking for you? We talked in the summer how you're working on getting more explosive, faster, and, and just more consistent. Is that really the key word for you this year? Yeah, I think, you know, from, yeah, consistency is perspective. I think that's a, that was a huge for me. You know, I can be having, a, you know, four-point four game, and then, you know, three in a row I have zero-point games, right? So, you know, for me, just being a go-to guy, you know, you know, Troy trusts me past, you know, two and a half years now. He's been trusting me from an offensive perspective. But, you know, for me, mostly I was just, I'm just trying to focus on control what I can, control the controllables, you know, how I play away from the puck. And, you know, I know that my skills and, you know, that they're going to, you know, take care of everything else, right? So for me, just kind of focus on my details, you know, playing without the puck and kind of, you know, earn, earn the trust from Troy. You know, putting me out there on when empty net, you know, when we were up by two, one goals, and he's putting me out there, you know, try to shut it down and, you know, maybe get a, you know, that insurance goal. So, yeah, but I think lately probably finding, you know, some chemistry with my alignments as well, kind of, you know, me and Ridley and, you know, Victor kind of found that little click there in the first game. And, and since then, we've been great. So I think, you know, when something working, it's just, so, you know, fun coming to the rink and, you know, just like hanging around and, 
don't play the game. So obviously, so yeah. Yeah, I love that line. Uh, you, Lodine, and Ridley Gregg. What's it been like playing with Ridley Gregg here? Like, how has he adjusted to coming into the AHL? Because for a couple of years, he's been that guy where everyone's like, he's too good for junior, but he's not quite ready for the NHL. So now he's in the AHL. How's he been so far over, I think, like 22 games or something? Oh, I think he's been phenomenal. I mean, you know, not every, you know, not the ideal start with him, you know, injured and stuff like that, you know, missing few games at the start but you know since then he's been turning up like he's he, every game I feel like he's getting better and growing and a better player like you know we played probably me and him already played in around probably 20 some 20 out of 22 we probably his games we played like 18 17 lots of them so I think we're just me and him kind of found that chemistry and it's like I know where he's at and he always knows where I'm at you know he set me up for a couple of nice ones I set him up for a couple of nice ones but yeah, he's just been doing great. Like, you know, you don't you you don't think that this kid is, you know, playing his first year pro and he's out there, you know, hitting guys and you know, trying to, you know, rub in somebody's face and he's right there. <laughs> like he's not, you know, scared and scared away from stuff. So yeah. you wouldn't say that this kid is, you know, has twenty five pro games, like and how he plays with the poise and yeah, I you know, Ottawa got a good one out of that one. I I can tell you that much. Well, you guys are draft mates, right? You guys were in the same yeah. draft. Yeah. That's a draft that keeps on giving, man. Watching what oh, Sanderson's yeah. doing as a rookie in the <laughs> NHL, too, man. How often do you keep up with Ottawa? Are you trying to watch a lot of their games when you're off? Yeah, yeah. Mostly, if we don't play the games, you know, if we don't play at the same time, I usually always watch. Like tonight, I'm gonna watch them play probably a little bit because they play late today. Yeah, but usually when they play in Ottawa Seven, you know, we just we have a big screen downstairs, like huge screen. We just throw it on, and you know, nice. the couple boys just chill and watch the game. Yeah. They're playing at CAA Arena tonight, pretty much, in Arizona. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mullet Arena. Yeah, literally, bro. Um, I want to ask you one more about Ridley. Uh, when we had him on last, I mean, he loves getting in the mix. You mentioned it, that he's going to start a scrum now and again. But is, is that a part of his game that you've noticed is still there? Because I feel like as a guy who we heard in the summer, he's trying to put on weight as well and play against all these pros. But does he still have that edge to him when you're out there every shift? Well, I mean – the first game we came back from Christmas, he he goes open ice hit on one of the guys, and then Clifford comes in swinging at him. Clifford, Ooh, yeah, and he he doesn't back down. Like he, you know, he stood his ground. I mean, obviously Clifford, you know, it's a man, and you know, but you know, I was like, oh my god, like I have to get in there. But like I was so far away from the play, and then I just look at him like he's like just chilling, like he's fine. Like this guy broke his. He broke his hand or something off of him. He got a five-minute penalty, and, you know, we got a power play out of that, and he just, you know, gets back out there and hit. And he hit that same guy three more times. Yeah, no fear. And that's the thing. Like, we talked about, like, for Ridley to be dominating and bullying guys in the WHL, that's one thing. But then when you have Kyle Clifford coming after you, that's a whole different game. So I'm glad to hear that he hasn't kind of, you know, had that fear that's changed his game or he's been timid. Like he's just out there doing Ridley Gregg things. Yeah. Well, like be- for me, for yeah. me, like I'm playing with him and he's a, you know, young kid. Right. And I'm like, if any, if he does anything stupid, like I have to jump in there, but then I see him <laughs> doing that stuff. I'm like, this kid is, you know, he's got it. Like he's got the balls yeah. to stand up for himself. I will, uh, I'll send you a clip later, Igor. It's one of my favorite ones. He's coming in the zone. It's in the WHL. And he told us it was one of his buddies on the other team, but we didn't know it at the time. He goes in and he sends the guy's stick into the 10th row. I, he, I actually saw that. I actually yeah. saw that clip. 
That's one of the funniest things I've ever Just yeah. a little stick lift. I did see that clip. Should have been holding it tighter, but uh, that's <laughs> awesome. And how's, how's our boy Crooker doing? You guys live together, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Crooker's doing well, too. Yeah. We've been, you know, hanging around every time, every day. Yeah. He's doing well, you know, having a pretty, pretty good season. 10 reps already, like, you know, yep. as a rookie, as a rookie, that's, you know, it's pretty good. If you put a tape measure for every one of Crooker's goals from the net, from how far he scored, would it reach the blue line, all 10 of them? No. No. It's always around the net, eh? Nope. Yep. I don't, yeah, I don't think. Maybe not yeah. even the face-off circle? To be honest with you, like, to be all honest with you, I don't, yeah, I haven't seen him score just uh, beat the goalie clean. It's always a rebound tip, rebound tip, rebound tip, tip. Those goals look the same on the stat sheet. I'm sure he's not too worried about it. Oh, no. It doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter how it's, you know, they ask not how, let's ask how many, so... And it's great that it's working for him. Like, you know, you don't expect a guy who's, you know, not a biggest player, you know, being around there under everybody's skin and still, you know, managed to put the puck in the net. I love it. Hey, so you two, I I love that you live together because I've never seen more opposites before games. You're always there firing everybody up. Tell everyone what it's like. Like, is Crooker almost like a goalie? Like, you just stay away from him before the game? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I talk to him much before games, to be honest with you. I'm just one of those guys who, you know, I don't need to be, you know, some guys, they just put everything away and they just focus on hockey. I just love to mess around, you know what I mean? Like, I have the handshakes with all the boys and, you know, I scream, yell, blah, blah, blah. Like, I like to <laughs> just, like, have fun. Like, I don't think, you know, I've tried before being the guy who goes in my head and, you know, I'm going to sit down away from everybody, just try to focus what I'm going to do out there. And it didn't work for me, right? But for some guys, it does. So, but I mean, he he messes around in the sewer, sewer game a little bit. And then after, you know, that sewer game time passed, he's, you know, in his mind and he's on already on the ice, right? Like, you see him standing by the rink for five minutes, staring at the ice for no reason. I'm like, Jesus. Before warm-ups, right? Before yeah. warm-ups. He looked like, you know how Pilsy, like the goalie right before they go yeah. out? He's like, first guy, he's got the head down. Doing the visualizations. Oh, yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. And Mads is the same way, though. Mads goes over to the bench like an hour and a half before the game. I was shocked when I saw that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> Goalies don't even ask them. They have, they have some issues up there, so. <laughs> hey, can we talk uh, about yeah. Mando, though? That new gear, do you see his red? Oh yeah, he he was he was running it today in pack. He looks sick. Nice. It looks, looks sick. sick with the black yeah. jerseys. It's gonna look so good, man. Yeah, yeah. If anyone hasn't seen it, you can head over at Send Central on Twitter. Hey, make sure you're following Igor on Insta. Igor, you're about to get that K next to your name, brother. You are sitting at nine thousand three hundred. So we got to push Ooh, Igor over that ten K milestone. Oh. <laughs> I've been chasing that. I've been chasing that. <laughs> well, hey, if that blow gets any sexier, you're going to be at 20K even faster. Oh, I mean, I don't think it can get any sexier than that. But, oh. <laughs> I cut my hair because I knew we were going to have you on. I didn't want you to make me look bad. You got to look good, yeah. <laughs> so uh, honestly, go- before before All-Star, I'm chopping it. Oh. Oh, fresh look for the All-Star game. I like it. Did you Have you seen the video that Bellu made and where I was standing with the kid? Yep. Have you paid attention to my hair, how long it was? Yeah, no, it just, was crazy. No, no, no. Just look at it again. It, you will be like, what the hell? Well, even <laughs> the photo that you two took together when you were in Halifax this summer, your hair was super long. It wasn't 
as it bad. Goofy. It was it was but, like you were like in Kiss, the rock band. But one, but <laughs> look at the video again, and just when I'm signing that little kid with jersey yeah. on the ice, look at it again. How like it was nuts. That's, that's awesome. So uh, All Star Weekend is February fifth, if I'm not mistaken. You're going to yeah. Laval. Are you going to get booed in the player intros? I mean, you and Laval, you guys. Have- I think I think I might. Nice. That's awesome. I think I might because they were booing me on the shootout. They were they were booing me lately. Every time we play against them, they were booing me. I mean, we were playing against them and they had that titty toss. Yeah. And then uh, Scott Scott Tavern, he fought the, right in the first shift. And then I had to serve his two-minuter because he was doing two, five, and a ten. So we were sitting in the penalty box. They scored the first score in titty. And Oh my God. I was sitting, I got slammed like 40 times with their different teddy bears in my head because <laughs> they were just chocolate. And I was so mad. I was so frustrated about it. I was just like taking those bears and just throwing them back up there. I was like, you guys better stop doing this or I'm just going to climb up and just, you know. And it wasn't even your penalty. Yeah. No. <laughs> but they knew that I, it was me. They were like, suck up, you suck. And then just like <laughs> right hey. back in my head. It's the famous Wayne Gretzky uh, quote. They don't boo guys that suck. They no, boo exactly. the players that are good. So take that as a compliment. Oh, yeah. I love scoring a game with, like, shootout game winner. Like, I was, I went, like, sometimes, you know, it just it's overwhelms and you just, like, don't know what you're doing, but you want to do something stupid to show the fans, like, just, like, one of those or, like, give me one of those. Like, it, it was one of them. Yeah, I love your shootout, Sally. And we we got to talk about you in the shootout, Igor. A perfect four for four on the year. And this is a stat that maybe I'm overblowing, but I thought it was the craziest thing ever. You guys had back-to-back shootout wins uh, a couple months ago. All three of the same shooters, I think it was you, uh, Lucini, and Chartier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all three of you score. And then the next game, another shootout, and all three of you score. That was awesome. I don't know how many times that that happens back to back. Yeah, it was it was crazy to be honest. With you. Honestly, think about that. I'm actually five for five this year. We had a preseason game against Laval. Ooh. We went to shootout, and I scored there too. I was just thinking about that. Like you, obviously, you don't count the preseason, but like to be honest with you, like it's five for five. But yeah, think- and last year. And last year with that baby, he's right got the there. stick. <laughs> I think I think I'm running like in in AHL like 78 or 79 percent on the shootouts. Does AHL keep those stats, Ross? Can, we gotta find I can that. Find it out. You. I think I think I'm seven for. I think I'm seven for nine. My first year we had only one, and I scored. And then last year I was two for four, and then this year I'm now four you're perfect. For four. Yeah. Stats guy, seven for nine in the oh! AHL. Stats guy, Igor. Hey. hey, how many how many AHL shots on goal do you have? Let's see how well you know your stats. <laughs> my first year was seventy five. Correct. Okay. My second year, it was um, two two two. I know that I'm right now. I'm in around probably eighty range. Seventy eight. Yeah. Uh, and my first, my second year, maybe more than. Above 175, maybe? Oh, 171. That's good. We'll give it to you. That's good. Yeah, that's impressive. 14%, man. I wouldn't want to be a goalie going up against you. But, hey, dude, man, goalie-friendly show. Mads is elite in the shootout, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's not many holes you can shoot through there. So, How do you beat a guy that size (laughs) one-on-one? It's it's pretty hard. I mean, you got to pull off something crazy. Like, or 
you know, your best bet is, you know, him losing a net a little bit or something like that. Like, if, yeah, like, against against Syracuse, the guys had, like, that was probably the most too, like, useless shootout I've seen. They both would try to go five-hole from above circle. I'm like, like guys, like, he's six seven, but he's, yeah. he still can down. He, he can put his stick down, no problem. Yeah, he's not me and Pilsy in net. <laughs> they would have scored on us. I would hope not. Yeah, and hey, uh, Igor, speaking of stats, Ross mentioned it at the start of the interview. You are the all-time leading goal scorer in franchise history for the Belleville Senators. Not a big deal. But also, you're coming up on points leader for the franchise, six points behind your old billet brother, Drake Batherson. Is that something you kind of uh, keep tabs on him with and let him know, hey, I'm coming up close to your record here? And did you let him know when you passed him in goals? Or how does that go? Yeah, I did. I did let him know. I, I just told him I got, I got you, bud. And, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Like, I mean, you yeah. know, me and him going through same, you know, junior team and now here, and I'm kind of, you know, chasing a dream, and he's already living a dream. You know what I mean? So, kind of will be pretty cool to to beat him in the points perspective as well, and just like kind of rub it in his face a little bit. You know, I won't mind doing that, but. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to hurt him too bad. I mean, he's in the national, putting up all the point per game there. So, but I think it will be pretty cool. Hope you're enjoying our chat with Igor. Such a beauty. Can't wait for you to hear the rest of it. But first, a quick word from our friends at Bet Online. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Check them out at betonline.net. We always say it's where the game starts, and we mean it. That's because there's always scores, schedules, uh, analysis, podcast, everything you need to make the most informed decisions to add a little extra wager to the game, you can find it at betonline.net. They've got all the latest props, odds, player performance props is always a fun one to get going. You can find it all at betonline.net. Whether it's hockey, basketball, football, you like the ponies, bet the ponies. Do it all at betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right. Now back to the interview. Here's Igor Sokolov. No, that'll be awesome, man. We're we're pushing for you to get up there in the national with them. But for now, I'm sure it's fun seeing some of your teammates get a chance. What can you tell us about Jake Lucini? Just seems like nobody's a happier guy than him every time he's doing an interview. Is that the same same attitude he had around the rink in Belleville? Oh yeah, yeah, he's an awesome guy. Like last year when we traded him. Uh, <laughs> I actually just saw something, and it was like two years ago, my first year. Uh, it was a scrum in against Laval, and I was me and him were going at it face oh, to face, yeah. like slinging it. And I was like, I never realized it, and then I was just, I just saw it again, and I was like, oh my god, this is Luch. <laughs> and then, but like, no, this guy is, you know, all time, you know, like he he came came over and kind of we were like. Didn't know what to expect out of the guy, right? Like, he comes from Laval, and it's like, we hate Laval too, right? You know what yeah. I mean? So, but, yeah, I, I, he's a, probably the happiest man alive, to be honest with you. Like, I don't see anybody happier than him ever. I mean, he just walks in the ring with a huge smile on and has a lot of patience for hockey. Like, he just loves it. I mean, you know, look at him. He's 27, just made his NHL debut, got his first national goal. Like, you know, not many stories like that. So, yeah, he's just been great for us. I mean, you know, we trade him Basically, we always every time we play against Laval, we just always chirp him about they didn't want you, and we just we we said we didn't even have to give out pucks for you. Yeah, so we just got you for free. They just gave it to you, gave it to us. So like, 
you know, we got him for nothing. And, you know, he, he was a leader in points last year. And this year, you know, he was close to point per game. Now he's in the NHL. Like, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And, you know, just seeing, you know, these stories is pretty cool. Super cool. It was so awesome to see. And then I believe, did he not make his NHL debut? He did against the Montreal Canadiens, the yeah. organization that gave up on him. Yeah, That's just poetic. I absolutely love that. Uh, Igor, just a couple more for you. And one most important one, and we've kind of buried the lead, although we did talk about the All-Star game a little bit. How did you find out that you were the team's pick? Did Troy pull you aside? Uh, well, we were sitting in uh, in that room that on that clip that Bell did. And, you know, he kind of just started with that and, you know, said that I'm representing the team. So, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I mean, pretty pretty special moment for me. I I would say I'm happy that they were able to, you know, tape that on the video. I was able to, you know, send it back, send it over to my parents to see them, how I reacted. Nice. And, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's you, very I, cool. I'd imagine you were a Quebec League All-Star when you had... Yes, my last year, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I mean, when you goals. lead the league in goals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. That's a pretty good bet. Um, we were chatting uh, before we got on here, but we we got to get it from you. Which skills competition are you gearing up to do for that All Star game? Um, I mean, we just talked about shootouts, so the breakaways is kind of kind of that's something it. you know something I wanted to do because the goal is the goal is a uh, couple familiar, I guess, couple familiar goalies, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, accuracy shooting, hardest shot, that's something, you know, I would love to do. I mean, you know, the faster skater wouldn't be too bad as well because that's a full lap. And when I get going, I get going. Like, it's yep. not, it could be, you know, really underrated and it would be, could be a dark horse right there. Like, you know what I mean? They could just throw me out there and I just win it, you know. But, you know, accuracy shooting, hardest shot, all that kind of stuff is probably in my office. So I would love to do that. Well, you know that Belleville right now, they're the reigning fastest skater champion. I think Formanton set an AHL record. So you yeah, might have, I would, you I wouldn't might be beating that one. I wouldn't be beating that one, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't. But look, that's a, that's a competition that I feel like not everybody has a great handle on because you look up at Ottawa, Mark Kaslick won fastest exactly. skater there. And I don't I mean, think anyone you know, would have guessed that. No, it's, it's exactly. It's not about the first three steps. It's how, you know, yep. you get going. Like, you go crossover all the way and skate on saw. Yeah, I think it's it could be a pretty underrated pick right here, the dark horse, you know, thirteen Sokolov out there. But I much prefer I much prefer not embarrass myself. So I'll take you know accuracy shooting and stuff like that. Were you surprised that Casty was the fastest skater at Send Skills? Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. How is oh. this guy doing this? Yeah, the guy's an absolute beast. You wouldn't think he's like elegant and speedy and graceful, but, that's what but I get. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. When big guys lining up, like it's it's different story. Yeah, nothing's in your way, and you got all this momentum going. No, exactly, exactly. So everyone, go to your favorite sports book and put some shekels on Igor Sokolov winning fastest skater in the AHL All Star Skills. Yeah, lose the money. Oh, you lose all your money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The last guy I want to ask you about, you brought his name up as a guy you've played on his line. And um, interesting prospect to me is Victor Lodine. Um, Have you picked his brain for any shootout moves? Because this guy only scores highlight reel goals. The problem is, for me, when I go out there, you know, did did you ever realize what I'm doing? Yeah, I mean, you do like a little jump step. No, no, no. Did you ever ever see... Did you ever remember the TJ Oshie shootouts against USA? Yeah. Just, yeah. just look at it again and see how he comes in. For past 
past two years, I've been trying to work on that to come Smart. from the right right side, come right in the middle on the goalie, yeah. and then make my move. See what I see what I can pick. So that's what I do. I stick to simple. Actually, this year I went to backhand once and I scored a hit, but then other three I went shot. But yeah. when this guy comes out there, I expect some crazy stuff. There is nothing I expect less than you know, fake backhand top titty. Nothing else. It's, the last one, I thought he ran out of room on the last one. He puts it top shelf. Oh, no. Yeah, that's, that was his plan. I, well, to be honest with you, I thought he's going to fall down, but he said, yeah. uh, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I was like, okay, nice, man. Like, congrats. <laughs> like, all right. But that's but the no, thing. It, man, it throws the goalie off. This guy's skill is disgusting, to be honest with you. Like, it's, you know, how, like, the stuff he can do with the pockets is pretty incredible. I think it's re- a really, really underrated skill. Like, no, I don't know. I guess we haven't seen him as much this year because he's been, you know, going through lots of injuries. But, man, like, look at the last, you know, first game he comes in, he makes me that unbelievable pass through, like, between two sticks. Like, not many people can make that pass. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like, yeah, this guy is a real deal. Like, and he's, you know, he can rep the pill, too. You know, he's one... His English is really good too. Yeah, he's he's good talking and stuff like that. I mean, he's an awesome guy as well. Like, you know, I love you know hanging out, chat with him every time. Like, especially right now at this point where we just got put on on the same line. Like, it's yeah. kind of you know you realize that how much more you're talking to the person as well. Like, because you try to you know keep that consistent together so we don't get you know spread up again because like you know we play two free shitty games and sorry, <laughs> but whatever. Two, three bad games, and then, you yeah. know, throwing back of his mind, okay, this is not working anymore, right? So you try to find that, you know, chemistry. And every time, like, you know, we go on the ice, you know, 10 minutes before, just try to pass pucks around to, to each other, try to, you know, feed him one time, or he fits me one time. So, like, you kind of realize how much more chemistry you try to build with, with the person once you get put on on the same line. Definitely. That was a long way of me trying to pump your tires because your English is like like perfect now, man. Like I, I want to go back and hear the first time we had you on and listen to you chop up the English language, and now you're just perfect, man. It's I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean, it's All it my takes ear the Canadian girlfriend, eh? <laughs> yeah, that that's when you realize you really got to push for every word. <laughs> but but you know, sometimes she just texts me, and I'm like. Hey Kaylee, like I have no idea what you're saying right now. So try to speak my language, and she just makes every word much easier. Because sometimes go. she's gonna, she's gonna get in rhythm, and she's gonna try to hey 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 blah blah blah. I'm like, hello. <laughs> How's her Russian? She uh, she actually knows a couple words. Like she can okay. say hi. She's it's like sometimes when I'm on the call with my parents or something, um, she will come in like say hi, how are you, and stuff like that. I mean, she's trying to learn a little bit, but it's hard, man. It's hard. I think I think it's hard to learn Russian, a lot more harder than, you know, learning English. Yeah, I just put it in the uh, Google Translator. I was going to say thank you for joining us, but these letters aren't even the same. No, we have the different alphabet. Yeah. yeah. I'm not it's even No, don't, don't. You know, <laughs> yeah. sometimes, some, sometimes people are like, hey, like, can you tell me how, how to, you know, say that in Russian? I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't try to learn it or say yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, just all like, right, that's fine. Like, cool. She asked me a couple of times, like, how do you say that? I want to say that to your parents. I'm like, this, this, and that. And she's like, all right, that's fine. I'm just not going to say it. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Pills, you got anything else for him? Igor, we appreciate you, man. This is awesome. 
Yeah, I, I got one last one for you, Igor. Uh, as an all-star of the American Hockey League, I'm always interested to get guys' um, uh, feedback on where's your favorite away place to play? I mean, probably Laval because you love uh, the hate and the booze, but like, is there like a cool spot that you've traveled to in the AHL where you weren't really expecting much and you're like, wow, this is actually a sweet place or a sweet barn or something? I like Hershey. Okay. Boston. It was like 10 whatever they have 12,000 rings sold out because Manor Troy Troy was coaching there right so like it was his first time coming back or something second time coming yeah. back and it was the last two we played them once and it was a full sold out sold out barn so yeah I think that was a cool experience but I mean even I would say I would say playing Utica and stuff like that is pretty cool yeah is yeah. that uh, is that Crooker trying to get in one second I don't know who it is we're all set, brother. If you, if you want to take okay. off, man, this was great. We appreciate you so much. Right. Right? Well, hey, all we'll right. catch up after the All-Star break game. Hey, Sounds good, guys. go in on the villain aspect. Play yeah. up. Play it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I hope they mic me up, to be honest with you. Yes. That'd Let's be awesome. Do it. All yeah, right, brother. We'll talk to you soon, man. Keep all right. Talk success. to you later, guys. See you, Igor. Bye. All right, stick taps to Igor for joining us. What an absolute beauty. The Belleville sends at home tonight. Big matchup against the Cleveland Monsters. If you're in the area of the Bay of Quinney, make sure you go down and support the Belleville sends. And if you want a little extra background on the team, in case you missed it, Troy Mann was on the show yesterday. Great conversation with him. Pilsy, interview season continues in the middle of the year. What a treat. I know I'm so fired up, uh, not only for this week's interviews in Troy Mann and Igor Sokolov, but we got a big week next week, and I'm very pleased to say Mark Mathot will be back with us on Monday. It's uh, Mondays with Mathot. We're still uh, workshopping a, a proper name for that segment, but anytime we can have Mark on the show, it's it's an absolute treat. Uh, we're going to talk to him about the Sens being at the halfway point in the season and where things are looking here. They're exactly 41 games into the season, and they are back at the Bettman 500, which is the most dangerous place to be, apparently, because every time the Senators get there, they decide, no, 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 we can't. We can't. Too much pressure. We have to lose a couple of games. But here they are, 19, 19, and 3. Safe to say that would have been a bit of a disappointment if we had told you before the season that's where they'd be 41 games in. Yeah, but if you would have told me all the injuries this team had and that's where they are, obviously I wouldn't be thrilled, but I wouldn't be that disappointed. If you would have told me with Josh Norris, with Matthew Joseph, with Tyler Mott uh, here the entire time, this is where they are, definitely disappointment, but... I think as long as they can stay around the 500 mark, getting Norris back will change this team dramatically. So I'm not down and out yet, but uh, I'm also not uh, I'm not smacking the believe sign too uh, heavily here also. No, it doesn't seem that way. We're pulling up the standings online on uh, YouTube if you're watching there. And even though they're seventh out of eight teams, you can see how tight it is between four and seven. It's almost like what Igor was talking about in the AHL mm-hmm. last year, where one game you're in fourth, one game you're in seventh. That's just what the parity is at this NHL level. Now, Florida, of course, with the lower points percentage there, but I think between Detroit, Buffalo, and Ottawa, we knew that was going to be a dogfight going into the season. That's why I left the Cats out of it in the Panthers. But, um, shh. 
But Elzy, yes. you noticed in Ian's article kind of an expectation. Obviously, Ian Mendez, the Athletic, go follow him, go read the articles. Great interview, by the way, with Tim Stutzla today as he nears yep. his 21st birthday. Happy birthday to Austin Watson, by the way. Turns 31, and somebody was like, "Yeah, he's so old." I was like, "Damn, he and I are born the same year. That's tough." <laughs> I know that's tough, eh? That's tough. Um, but what did you tell me before the show of what could be considered a successful season? Now that we're halfway, we know what we know. What would be considered successful for you to finish off? So, yeah, like Ross said, Ian Mendes did a fan survey at The Athletic. If you haven't already, go check it out, fill it out. Because it's great to see what a big part of the fan, what their opinion is on all these different questions. And Ian's question that we're referring to is, what would you consider a successful season for the Ottawa Senators? And I'm blanking on all the different options. But what I ultimately came down to, and I thought this was a fair spot, is for the Sens to finish fourth in the Atlantic Division. So, Because basically what we talked about is we want them to be in meaningful games. If you're fourth in the division, you're right there. Like obviously the wild card is different because the Metro, they're kind of holding down the wild card spots with the Islanders, Caps and Pens kind of trading places there. So it doesn't necessarily mean you're in wild card contention. But I wanted them to be better than the Montreal Canadiens, the Buffalo Sabres, the Detroit Red Wings, and the Florida Panthers. So if they're fourth in the division... That's a good spot for them, and that's a good spot to build off for next season. So my expectation is I want to see the Sens finish fourth in the Atlantic. Their next opponent, the Colorado Avalanche, just uh, lost to the Florida Panthers just a couple games ago. They're riding a two-game skid right now, and that's Ottawa's next chance to get some points here. The Avalanche have actually been on a, a very long losing streak outside of one overtime victory over Edmonton. One, six, and one over their last eight games. And it even took them, even though they were on a four-game win streak before that, it took a shootout and then overtime to beat the Islanders, Canadians, and Predators. So this team is far from the Stanley Cup champion that we would expect. But at the same time, I'm not worried about them making playoffs. I think it's going to come. So you just hope that... It just takes a little bit longer here because the Ottawa Senators going into their home rink, I think this could be a get-right game for the Colorado Avalanche. I actually think the Senators have a better chance than uh, maybe people think, Ross, because I you got to head over to their lineup here. Look at the injury list. Gabriel Landeskog, the captain, out. Josh Manson, top 4D, out. Boehm Byram, top 4D, out. Pavel Fransuz, They've kind of got a tandem goalie situation going on. That's tough. No Nachuskin, no Dennis Mulligan. So, yes, they got some of the big boys back in um, in Kinnan. McKinnon. Obviously, that's a big deal. So that's going to be tough to contain him. But I really think, like, if the Chicago Blackhawks can beat this Colorado Avalanche team, why not the Sens, right? So I- I'm not down and out about this one. Guess who's in the lineup we're expecting tomorrow night for the Avalanche? Shane Bowers? An even more obscure sends abroad. Oh, it doesn't, look like he's still in. it doesn't look like he's still in. Never mind. But he has played multiple games this year for them. He's played 20 games. Oh, uh, Nemestikov. Andreas England. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. That is a throwback. Wow. 20 games this year for the defending Stanley Cup champion. Sends abroad legend. 
Andreas Anglin, 2014 second round pick. But no, this team, you're right. The depth certainly isn't there. There's no Kadri centering the third line, right? Yeah. Like they are kind of no Burkowski. Yeah, no. Um, I'm I'm missing the other guy that they lost. Anyways, they they've had a tough go here and some injuries, but I still think that this is going to be a tough test. Like Kale McCarr is starting to come around as well. His points are are rising, but you mentioned it. They've lost to some bad teams recently. Yeah. I mean, let's hope. We, we're going to have that uh, quick game day preview that we do each and every game day that will be up on our YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, uh, and Twitter at Send Central. And please, go shoot us a follow on Twitter at Send Central. We are nearing a very fun milestone. Get yes. that K next to the name at 10,000. Also, make sure you're tweeting out NHL All-Star vote Tim Stutzla. Let's send our young superstar to the All-Star game. So he can be with his brothers, Matthew and Brady Kachuk. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, uh, we were talking with Martian about this, Ross. Obviously, it seems biased. We're a big part of Sen's Twitter. So you're like, oh my God, it's all about Tim Stutzel All-Star voting. But I don't know if that's just biased Sen's Twitter because Martian was running the numbers and it seems like he's been the most popular guy tweeted about. So say what you want about Sen's fandom, but Sen's Twitter is unrivaled in our passion. So keep it up, guys. We're getting Timmy to that all-star game. Any final thoughts as we head into the weekend? Final thoughts are, yeah, these are big games for Belleville tonight up against the Monster. And uh, big game for... And the Moose, yeah. So big, big games for Belleville to kind of maintain their position in the North Division. And then... The Ottawa Senators, you got to be able to take advantage of teams when they're down and out like the Avalanche. Like, you cannot just fall into the trap. Ah, oh, they got McKinnon, they got McCarr. They're still a really good team, which is obviously true. But, man, this team would be insanely good if they had all their players back. So you've got to take advantage that this is a timely uh, time to be in Denver. And maybe they're not going to blow out the Avalanche like they kind of did with the Coyotes, or that's the expectation. But... If you can get at least one point here, I think that's big. So, not to look ahead, but final thoughts? Permission to look ahead, Pills? Yeah, yeah, permission granted. So, the Ottawa Senators in Colorado Saturday, in St. Louis on Monday, and then guess what? Home and home against the team that currently sits in the final playoff spot. Four-point games. That means eight-point game right there with two back-to-back. Yep, it's it's massive. And these are the games you got to get up for. So it's going to be a very interesting week. The games you have to get out for. Glebe Central Pub yeah. Shuttle going to yeah. and from the CTC next Wednesday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, that's going to be an important game. Hopefully, if Ottawa can get their stuff together, or should I say shit together. Hey, a little, little Igor throwback from the interview. Uh, that was hilarious. But um, no, fun weekend ahead. Sends an avalanche in Denver. But for today, we say goodbye. We'll chat to you in the postcast. Again, lots of great content here with Troy Mann's interview yesterday, the postcast. And then, of course, thank you to Igor for joining us today. For today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day.